0: this is an email letter which will land in your inbox on Fridays, sharing five of my favorite cultural or creative discoveries of the week. You'll find all that on lexonthedex.substack.com. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy this episode of Hot Girls.
1: Planning for your next trip?
2: Um, because even my experience of just walking into spaces and you're questioned on your intelligence and your overall talent. Yeah. And um yeah, it's not comfortable That's exact yeah,
0: anywhere that makes you feel uncomfortable, you're never gonna do your best your best. Yeah it's a feeling that you get in a place mm. so it's quite difficult to really put your finger on it but it would just yeah. be like little messages that you get from people that are there or like certain mm-hmm. nuances so I can totally see the appeal of just
2: being like I just want to create a space that's just got a good energy exactly. that's just really welcoming you don't want to feel judged for what you're talking about like it could be really as simple as a woman meets a woman, a guy meets a guy. Yeah. Or, you know, expressing what your sexuality is, your gender expression is, so yeah. on and so forth. All your experiences that you've had just dealing with sexuality and gender and the societal norms and stuff like that. Like, that in itself create It creates a whole spectrum of concepts, let alone just being human. Yeah. So I think it's really important that... Um, people create spaces to be comfortable for themselves because then it will expand and it will um project that energy so that people are more welcome to come into your space yeah. as well and like they know that when you come here you're not going to be judged about anything you say and it can also be a place where you can learn and unlearn certain things yeah. about yourself and other people in society because it's, it's all basically yeah. just yeah. built up on an opinion and I then know. it's just a collective conscience but
0: it's mental the amount of things that become a belief that no one really believes, but they just are something that everyone agrees with. Set in with. stone, and <laughs> yeah. like, that's
2: that. Like, that's that's how it's going to be from now on. And then it
0: takes someone to stand up and be like, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. And then everyone gets behind it. It's like, oh, yeah, I never yeah, actually felt that yeah. way
2: either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's actually true. And the, 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 more, the more I see people being themselves, like, honestly, unapologetically... It makes me feel like, yeah, you can only just be yourself in this life. Like some yeah. people are gonna dislike you, but more time, it's not even because it's you; it's because of them. It's all about it's yeah. It's, it's so, just I, a negative projection. <laughs> yeah. It's just negative connotations and ideologies that's been upheld for years, centuries. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense. It's everything around us is outdated.
0: Yeah, but also, and if people disagree with what you say then like that's cool like disagreeing like disagreeing <laughs> later. yeah am <laughs> like I'm not going
2: to listen to you if you <laughs> I'm like this all the time I literally just say okay my, my brother <laughs> my brother's so funny um he he himself has, has been on a journey in terms of like his identity and just figuring out what it means to be a being, even a higher being, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like really spiritually and yeah, kind of spiritually way. and just expanding on your your skills, your abilities, so on and so forth. But one thing that he said to me like a couple years ago, and it's always stuck with me, is the power of saying okay. And um he says the O is like opening the portal and then the K is closing the portal. So whenever say whenever someone says Whatever they're saying You literally just say okay And they won't be able To respond to that Because (laughs) whatever they've said Has gone into the portal The K has closed it And we're not revisiting that topic anymore <laughs> and since up. then it's changed my life I'm just like okay okay later <laughs> we're not gonna go any further than this yeah. so yeah it's it's been it's been interesting to hear other people's views and then just say all right
0: okay yeah particularly <laughs> because if you're speaking to someone that you're like well
2: we're not gonna agree
0: on this mm. and it's, it's a, gonna be a drain of my energy to try and fight this battle with
2: you so like exactly that's your opinion yep yep <laughs> it ain't mine <laughs> it, is, it ain't mine where do we go from here <laughs> <okay>. nowhere together <laughs> so let's just leave it at that yeah. uh,
0: um, hello guys and welcome to hot girls uh, this week i'm joined by Bams, who are just chatting away there yeah. who has an impressive record both as a dj and a producer if you know nadia rose which i'm sure you do you'll have listened to bam's as they've been working together for years on tracks like boom Bands had her Boiler Room TV debut in 2018. Made a fuck ton of music in 2019 <laughs> and 2020. Sees the launch of their record label Bangarang Records. Yeah. As an artist, Bands' sound cannot be tied to a genre, and we'll talk about this in a bit more detail. But it's so distinctive in a way that it kind of fuses. Bass and funky house. It brings in structural elements of dance hall, even. And then we'll have like a hip hop artist do the vocals. Um, so we'll talk about that in a lot more detail. But welcome. Yeah. Bams. Hey. It's great hey, to hey. have you here. Likewise, likewise. Um, as well as talking about Bams' journey and inspirations, we're also going to explore the creative process in general because fundamentally, if we want more balanced and diverse music in our headphones and gig lineups, we need that music to get made and we need people to have a space where they can create that music. Mm-hmm. So. We're going
2: to talk all about Ladies, that. Listen up.
1: You're listening to Hot Girls. With Lex on the deck. we in the mix. It's fire. We're going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in.
0: I'm going to start, probably, hopefully not, by making you cringe a bit by quoting you. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to quote something which you wrote, which I really liked. Um, when you dropped your Bam's Day track, you wrote, We can be anything in this lifetime as long as we visualize what it is we desire, create goals and plans, stay passionate, be grateful, and be limitless. The possibility is endless. Now, I, there was so much of that that I was like, uh, I just really liked, but I could unpick. But I kind of want to start with goals Mm. and your thinking and process around
2: goals yeah 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 so um my my mum is a huge pillar and inspiration Uh of mine and she's always reiterated the fact that goals are extremely important and minuscule goals smaller goals bigger goals large goals all amount to something Mm -hmm. and um we were speaking earlier about just having some time for yourself to kind of refocus and recalibrate on what it is you really want to achieve for yourself and project into reality and um, it really made me think about the power of like setting goals and intentions and figuring out what it is you want to work towards and you know just overall just creating the the type of being you want to be yeah. not what everyone else wants to be so um do you write them down do you physically yeah, write stuff down I f- yeah I do I do write things down there was there was a point where I stopped writing things down although I really enjoyed writing um simply because life just got on top of me it was very yeah. busy and stuff like that and then you also you have to remember to do it you have to like set exactly, time aside and be like today exactly. I'm writing my goals yeah <laughs> yeah. so that's literally what I had been doing pretty much November, December, January Um, a lot of working behind the scenes and so there's there's notepads there's documents there's mind maps there's you know just really getting the flow of energy through your hands onto paper and then it's like once you see it on paper you kind of you kind of have a vague idea of where it is you want to be heading or well, it just it just allows you to say, OK, if I can't do this by myself, now I know what to ask for help for and so on and so forth. Like in terms of actually receiving assistance from, you know, it could be your friends or family, it could be associates and fellow creatives and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I've I've really got back into the practice of writing things down. And you know, and now we're in a interactive era mm-hmm. it's there's pros and cons to it, you know what I'm saying, but I've really found that when I physically use a pen and make it meet the paper, yeah. it has a power, yeah like it, it it's crazy. I'd write down on a piece of paper tomorrow, I'm getting a book in. And literally at 8am, there's an email saying, oh, well, we're in- interested in booking you. Yeah. And it's like, right, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This You're shit like, really works. It works, i we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it works,
0: but yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah. I also think it gives you something, it kind of cements you and it gives you something to go back to. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I find when I'm like coming up with ideas and working out what I want to do this year or something, and then you start doing bits of it. I have moments where I'm like, what am I doing? Am I going in the right direction? I start questioning things mm. and it gives me something to go back to, to be like, no, you're doing this for the next step, which will exactly. do X or
2: yeah. whatever that looks like. Yeah, sometimes you do get ahead of yourself because you, you get excited projecting one idea, but then it's like, okay, what well, what was I really meant to be doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go back to your notebook or you go back to your Google Docs or OneDrive and say, yeah, okay, okay, this makes sense. And, you know, you might, you, like I say, like the smaller goals... You might not necessarily know how that will directly, indirectly impact other ideas you yeah. have as well. So it's good to just live presently and um, just really focus on the goal that you're working towards, that like, here and now. Yeah, and then it will it will probably expand into other areas of your life as well. Yeah, just just yeah. pretty much is how I've been how practicing can. things now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do you? Is your, was your mum creative? Yeah, she is she she is creative and she understands creativity as well. So it's it's a blessing to know that she has understood my journey, even on the, the times when it's been hard. Um but she also does a lot of work in um in in education and kinda of like personal development, I would uh-huh. say. So it's not limited to education, but she's worked in pupil referral units, she's worked in schools She's held workshops. She's organised award ceremonies for... It's called Black Youth Achievement Awards Uh and it's highlighting all all the achievements um, across maybe six or seven categories um, for black people aged eight to 25. And she she came up with the idea in 2007 Mm -hmm. and then did her first award ceremony in either 2008 or 2009. Um, She hasn't done one for a couple of years, but just the fact that she created something that allowed yeah. someone of a race group to say, I'm proud of what I've done and it's been recognised like and yes. the knock on impact of those things. It's yeah. like you make one people feel you one
0: people. Well <laughs> you make one person <laughs> feel validated and like they're successful and they've achieved something at a yeah. young age and then they ripple that out to people that they know exactly. closely and it kind of goes on from there.
2: Yeah, so it's it's things like that I've always directly been inspired by it, and she's always just pushed people to just live out their ideas yeah she's never limited anyone like even if she might not necessarily understand it if i'm if i make something for the first time she's like yep yep you should sell it you should you should start a <laughs> business um the other day i made um some condiments like some hot pepper sauce and some mango chili jam yeah. i made her taste it and she was like so what are you what are you selling these? <laughs> <laughs> Making money. I'm like, No ma no but I was like stuff maybe. going on right now. I was like, Yeah, this is the thing, she she gets it. She's like, I know, I know, my my idea's just running well. She gets it, but it's having having that faith and belief yeah like coming from her it's just like raw like if if I did want to stop doing music and go into the food business and just make condiments for the rest yeah. of my life she's gonna be my number one fan <laughs> in no, ma- no matter what I do so yeah. um
0: yeah like it's good to have that person to go back to and absolutely like, absolutely she's she's a great great I'm gonna sound bee. like your mum now but I can totally see like you know how labels and brands and stuff yeah. sometimes blow up their brand by having a beer or something.
2: You was right. You was <laughs> right. Give me five years because this is all in my notebook. Okay. Believe it or not. So yeah, I, I I would love I would love to get into the uh, food industry. I'm actually. Um, Working on getting my food allergy qualification and like food hygiene and all that stuff. I, I love oh, to cook yeah, as cooking, well. Yeah. Love cooking for people, and yeah, I've always dreamed of having some type of um, food business. Yeah, so whether it be creating a product or actually having like a pop up store, uh-huh. that—that's that, something that's. Definitely going to come into fruition in the that's next five years. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But just not
0: goals necessary for this year. But it's goals.
2: Yeah, there's small goals for this year, so that that's out the way, and then I reckon the proper groundwork might be happening like the the couple um, couple years afterwards. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, the work the work is being done now. Nice. Still. <laughs> and the cogs are turning. Yeah. Um, where <coughs> did like your desire to
0: make music come from? How did it start? So when i was six years old i okay we're going young yeah we're
2: going we're going very young when i was six years old i discovered that i could beatbox okay (laughs) yeah can you still beatbox i can but i prefer not to (laughs) um so yeah at six I, i started beatboxing um age 10 I started really getting into music production. Um my cousin who lived in Brixton. I used to, I used to go to his house quite frequently and he had fruity loops on his laptop. Okay. So sometimes just go there and be like, yeah, where's, where's your laptop? Let me just use it. And um yeah, it just made me think. Raw, I didn't. I didn't know that music production was that accessible. Mm. And then I started making the beats on the laptop. So um, I didn't know that Fruity Loops had been around for that long. It's been around for ages. I'm pretty sure that was like Fruity Loop Five or something like that. <laughs> now we're on twenty. Yeah. And it's available on Mac. It only used <laughs> to be on PCs. So it's it's a bit crazy. Um, so yeah, around ten, I started getting to, into production a lot more. My mum's friend actually bought me Fruity Loops. Producer's edition for my birthday, and that was that what was honestly, yeah. It's always so nice when people buy you things in relation to who you are, as who person. you are as a person, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm eternally grateful for my mom's friend Yvonne. Shout out Yvonne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. For um, thank you, buying buy me uh, Fruity Loops for my birthday. Um, and then in school, when I was when I was fourteen the The Poetry Society were were putting together a competition for young people, and it was called Slam Bassadors. Mm-hmm. So it was a slam poetry, yeah. Slam Bassadors. <laughs> <It's> very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they came in to do like a couple job days in the school, and I signed up for it, and they selected me to be one of the regional winners, and then it went on to be a national, national winner. Mm-hmm. So myself and seven other acts that year in 2010. So 14, I'm like winning my first award for like being a poet <laughs> and performing, like it was really crazy. And then from that point onwards, um, the woman who is facilitating the ambassadors, her name was Joelle Taylor. Mm-hmm. She herself has been a crazy, massive influence and not just to myself, but to countless amounts of young people who want a voice and not only did she listen to my poetry but she also listened to my other talents that Mm -hmm. she didn't she without actually saying it to me she told me that I can be limitless that she didn't limit my craft even though I enjoyed writing and she helped me expand on it she fully said okay if you want to perform and do beatboxing instead Mm -hmm. you can do that if you're not comfortable reciting a poem today and so on and so forth and that was really cool she got me a lot of opportunities to like go into schools and teach poetry and beatboxing. We went to Buckinghamshire when the teachers were having Inset Day and it was a plot twist. We're teaching the teachers now, you know, it was crazy. We're teaching the teachers more about poetry and beatboxing, and they're getting up on stage and yeah. they think they're embarrassing themselves. And it was it was weird seeing that as a teacher. You're funny about being the student. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> they seem so confident.
0: They're always stood at the front and yeah, doing the leadership exactly. And then all of a sudden they're... Shy. But then, yeah. like, like, you saying that has made me think maybe that's part of the reason sometimes that teachers or people in those roles aren't as expansive as maybe they should be or yeah. could be, like, she was for you because if they're not comfortable in themselves in those kind of positions, mm. they don't necessarily know how to bring that out in another person.
2: Yeah. And it's funny you mention that because at 15, you might be seeing it in just black and white. It's like, raw. like, you used to be a student and now you're teaching the teachers. Nine, ten years later, you're like, rah. You're actually understanding people a bit more and then mm-hmm. probably further deciphering how they felt as people as as opposed to how they felt as teachers. Yeah. And it was it was and now that I deep it, I'm just like, wow, like I was actually teaching teaching yeah. at fifteen. <laughs> and they were cool with it and they had fun. But I'm guarantee you when the students come back in, like, they're not gonna be as smiling as hard as that as they were smiling on yeah. that day when they got to have fun and they were all in their groups and they're calling. they calling each other by their first names as opposed to their last names, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Mister or yeah, Mrs. Just Ms. like all the barriers are broken. Yeah, down the barriers are broken, them. and it, yeah, it was it was really an interesting thing to be a part of. So it was like m- the my music journey is kind of coming like four year stages. Right. Yeah. So at six, I was beatboxing. At ten, I started producing a bit more. Then at fourteen, I started writing a bit more, and then from fourteen onwards, that's when I started exploring. More to do with production and music technology mm-hmm. than eighteen onwards eighteen I was in a um I was in a college access to music close to Stratford. I didn't really enjoy it, and I was dealing with like a lot of mental battles at mm-hmm. the at the time as well and I think i'm I met Nadia I think it was the end of twenty 12 or was it 2013 around that time around mm-hmm. that time anyway and yeah from the from was that like point on was like kindred
0: spirits do
2: you know yeah. she actually saw me performing not like each other <laughs> <laughs> no it was random like um, my mum invited me to a open mic kind of event that was happening in camden and they i signed up to be a part of the open mic that night and i was doing a beatboxing set or whatever whatever And Nali always explains to me that when she was there, she was bored out of her mind, that people were chatting to her. She was just getting annoyed. But when she (laughs) saw me come up on stage, she was like... Her like ears pricked up. Yeah. And she was like, oh my god, like scrambling, trying to find my Twitter, Twitter handle and all of that stuff. And then she hit me up on Twitter and was like, You you were sick, like hey. let's link up. And then since then we've we've been good yeah. mates, we've been travelling the world together, making what stage music. stage was she at then? I, Has she been making music? But she's she's been making music from from before releasing any of the music I like we uh, might know now, yeah. she's been making music like the the catalog goes very Damn. very far back baby maybe, maybe maybe even as early as what 2010 2009 yeah she's been writing so the development in in both of us has been very complementary to each other, yeah, yeah as well, so that that's been really cool, so I'd say like that's since cool eighteen that overlap, like you both do kind of all parts of the process, yeah, 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 like she teaches me things, I teach her things, in terms of production, she teaches me things in terms of writing and cadences, even expanding vocabulary, puns, metaphors, so on and so forth, concepts. It's, she's she's just crazy mm. <laughs> she's crazy like unbiased opinions she's the best yeah <laughs> really and truly really and truly yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah I'd say then that's that's how I kind of got here now and I became a tour DJ because she needed a tour DJ. I was like, right, yeah. Let's I was going to ask, like, where did DJing come in? Yeah, I've always been a fan of DJing as well. Because obviously, if
0: you if you can produce, you know music so well already, you're going to have a natural ability to pick it up pretty
2: fast than yeah, most people. But yeah, a different skill set. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I've always had it interested in, um, interest in DJing as well. But when she when when she started getting more bookings, um, that's when. It was like, okay, we need a tour DJ now, so I just kind of rose up to the challenge. And yeah, yeah, I just, just, just did it, and then since then, I've just been practicing as much as I can. Yeah, um, when I can get my hands on some CDJs yeah. or bought decks, sold them again, bought them, <laughs> sold them. Yeah, so and, and now we're here till present day. Just yeah, 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 a bit more comfortable in my craft and just expanding on everything I do.
0: Where was your favorite place you went on tour? <sighs> If you can pick, Ooh. and also was there, was there? I guess it would depend a bit on where you got to actually experience the place as well.
2: Versus, or did you? Or were you generally quite <clears throat> proactive about that? Um, our like our touring journey has been a bit difficult because, um, yeah, like some people some people don't realise that people operate on energy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? if your energy isn't there, then you can't always give it like a hundred percent. And I feel like a lot of people were demanding a hundred. And ten percent, and they were giving us forty percent. Mm. It wasn't really pushing themselves. So when on tour, there was there's an odd occasion where we might go out for a walk and so on and so forth. But m- more than likely, we're extremely tired. Probably yeah. had like two hours sleep before the flight, two hours sleep landing in where wherever we land. In between sound check and yeah. so on, it's it's so mind boggling and like really draining at times. But um that's what my because I
0: haven't told That would be my total expectation is that I'd be exhausted the whole time.
2: Yeah, and that like
0: that's fine because you're there to you're there to work and like work yeah and to enjoy. a certain yeah and to a, a certain degree to be there. But I would I don't think some people seem to be able to like. Work hard, play hard. Mm. I'm like a work hard, sleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like play hard separately. <laughs> no, it's it's true. Like you really gotta, you know, consciously think about how you're balancing everything you're doing. And um, there, was, there was even some days we didn't know when we were eating. We didn't have money to eat even whilst being on tour. Managers or tour managers wasn't they weren't necessarily sorting out the correct correct logistics. Yeah, and we were underpaid or not paid at all. Like it was it was really like a a tough time, and it, I think the harsher reality of it was that you know you put your trust in someone with something you really enjoy doing and know that you're capable of making mm. making it work, and they continuously fail you. Yeah you know, and yeah, it was a hard pill to swallow. I was literally
0: thinking about this last night, how, and it probably sounds like really negative, but you like, you'll do all this work and things can be great, but then it can be a person that makes something not as pleasant or like kind of mm. un- ruin, not necessarily ruins an experience, but like casts a shadow over an experience sometimes. yeah,
2: I think, I think we also got to be honest as well. Like, it's good to be as positive as you can be, but then in being positive you have to understand that some days it's gonna be negative. Yeah. Some people do ruin things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like really and truly. Like, let's be real. Some people do ruin things. They get in them <laughs> yeah. they get in the middle of things. They think they can facilitate it and it just goes pétong. Yeah. And it just it just doesn't go the way you want it to. And some people are drama as well. That's yeah, what I dr- struggle with. is like Unnecessary. Miss me. Stress. Miss me with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drama is is far from my portion. I I don't like drama whatsoever. None of us in in, in in the group really. We try to just keep out of things as much as possible. We try to simplify things as much yeah. as possible. But when other people do get involved, that's when it gets a bit yeah, skew if <laughs> yeah. When you
0: have to bring people in because you need a skill set, exactly. Or you need someone's exactly. But then, if you're like not really resonating with that person, it can mm, 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 mm,
2: definitely. It. And I, I think during that time there wasn't there wasn't a lot of sit downs, and it's just like okay, how do we put together a strategy type of thing? It just felt like we were winging it, and to other people it might look like we were doing the damn thing yeah. but behind the scenes. It was like, <sighs> oh. yeah, <laughs> literally like, okay, what am I doing? Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? X, Y, and Z. Um But I think that's so
0: important to talk about because I think often, particularly with social media, or whatever, there's so yeah. much gloss put on everything. But then if you're having a bit of a tough time, you can think that, there's something, there's something not right with the way you're doing or you're not going to make mm. it because you're having a tough time or, like, exactly. your experience
2: is not what it should be. Yeah, yeah. And it, it really, for me, is, is a mixture of uh, going back to the point of, like, writing your goals so you know how to facilitate mm-hmm. it and how other people can facilitate it. Um, also, allowing yourself to uh, fully believe and have faith that whatever you really want to do in your life, you can do. You should have faith in what you do. You should work towards what you desire and it's okay. Yeah. We should also be reminded that not every day is going to be sunny. It's not going to be yeah. hunky-dory and, you know, everyone is just going to be putting their right foot forward with yeah. you. Sometimes it will it will be all over the place, but that's also okay. And it, it doesn't have to go to the opposite end of the spectrum and it continues that way for the rest of whatever and you end up giving up. But it does require some attention just to say, okay, it is what it is today. How do we move forward from this and make things a bit better? And sometimes you do hold on to other people's energy because of fear. You know what I'm saying? The fear of not having them around, the fear of not being understood, the fear of actually even being successful or failing. You know what I'm saying? That fear does play a lot in... Um, in these situations so yeah I think I think it's just important to be mindful and not be so hard on yourself
0: yeah you know and also I think remember that things aren't going to look like or be like what you thought they might be like yeah but in good and bad ways set a goal and work towards it and then you get there and it doesn't feel as it was in your head yeah 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 yeah. in some ways it feels like there's better things about that as well yeah things are normally harder than i think you think they're going to be yeah. they look like but you still have those moments of uh, achievement and gratification and exactly.
2: feeling really good that you put your energy into something yeah it's like sometimes i, I look at it as like um, you know that show grand grand designs yeah yeah sometimes i look at, at That's my a career really good for it, actually. yeah um it's like building a house yeah cuz you think you have a schedule You can visualise it, you know, what colour everything is going to be. You even know how you're going to feel once you get in that space, but then you might not necessarily account for the days where it goes wrong. Yeah,
0: and you... At the end of it, they always had that film. You're like, OK, this was amazing what they created. Yeah. But throughout the process, they're like, the builders didn't turn up today and the roof's leaking.
2: Yeah, the concrete didn't dry because the weather's this and that. And it said sunny on this app. But then when I looked in the newspaper, it was raining and so on and so forth. We went over budget because... You put it on hold for four months. Exactly. had to go back to work to pay for the repairs. Exactly. So that's, in my head it's not It's not a metaphor I say out out loud, but sometimes I do review it as like you know buying a bit of land or buying like an old house and then just refurbishing it or building something from scratch it's not It's not always gonna be on the timeline you want it to be on, but it will be close enough to say, okay, I did it within this time frame, and then the outcome is just amazing there's um
0: there's like a visualisation exercise, which is like, think about a ship, like a mag- magnificent ship. Mm. And then think about all the things that go into a ship to the point where you get down to a screw that mm. goes into the detail. And the yeah. fact that someone made that screw and designed that screw. And it's like, if you go on that, you just put 10 minutes or whatever into breaking down that journey. And you kind of realise that That's interesting. everything, it just puts a bit of perspective on how something Yeah everything that looks majestic was at one
2: point yeah it's funny you say that Um, there was a book I was reading like four or five years ago it was on it was on Buddhism or something like that I think it was yeah I think it was a Buddhism book and one of the quotes that's stuck with me for like since then was "is all that we are is something we once thought of Mm. and it's true so when when you've um, mentioned the thing about the boat and it being down to a screw yeah. it's like yeah really and truly if, if no one didn't think of that screw yeah. we wouldn't be having boats we wouldn't be having planes we wouldn't be having cars yeah. and every other appliance that, that needs a screw so yeah. yeah it's interesting and all the things that don't exist yet that is
0: an idea in someone's mind that at some exactly. point will just be the iPhone or whatever but you the, can't do the, even... the
2: biggest thing that people now can't live without yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy Birthday, I made it here.
0: Blessed to see I wanted actually to ask yes, a bit about the, the creative start, process in general mm-hmm. because thinking about lack of diversity that there is in music in particular, but in those yeah. different industries. but there's a part of me that thinks okay, but we can still create, like there's going to be people who aren't necessarily buying what you're doing, but let's focus on the creating rather yeah. than stressing about the world outside. Like, But I think that the, that world outside can have an impact on
2: your creativity because it validates you. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Sometimes you consciously have to think about w- what it is and why why it is you create.
1: Mm. So
2: it's it's... It's, it's good that you mentioned the the idea of just wanting to create and, and then you followed it up with saying that, you know, that the outside world at some point will be watching you and it might have an effect on how you put the whole creative process together. Again, like, it, it does take a lot of moments of looking in the mirror and saying, like, what is it you really want? Yeah. Like, how do you want to go about this? Like, ask yourself this. Yeah. Because if people are going to assist you and they believe in you that much then they have to believe in your process they have to respect your process mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying because I, I couldn't go into a studio and tell a tell man how to produce a song if he's already a producer yeah. and he's been making music the same way I wouldn't I wouldn't tell her how to produce a song or how to DJ mm-hmm. um, especially when some when, people would though exactly, <laughs> exactly. Some, <laughs> okay. people, some, some people would, would. Like, you don't do it like I do it like it's a bit fickle because sometimes you, there there are other processes you would do differently to people. Yeah. But then it's like well, that's the whole idea of creation. Like it's not meant to be right. Like there are certain there are certain fundamentals that you you would make sure that that just doesn't happen when you're producing a song yeah. or writing a song, um, DJing so on and so forth. But when it actually comes to experimenting and you know just enjoying the artistic journey like it, it is a mixture between theory and being artistic and being expressive you, you know what I mean so yeah. there are boxes that you can tick but you can tick them in different orders
0: yeah they, you know? yeah exactly exactly so <coughs> you can be like MIA and just go and record a
2: parrot over there and then put something on <laughs> like I've, I've seen people make crazy tracks out of rice in a bottle yeah, <laughs> and um, hitting this a fork is how you on a pan—your
0: your food idea. Which yeah,
2: is is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually true. Do you that know bizarre? what? Else come together. I, I I often think about um, being in primary school, uh, nursery especially, and it's like, oh, bring bring some pasta shells and some grains of rice from home, <laughs> oh, and bring a water bottle. And then next minute, you've made a made maracas. A or, yeah, you've made oh, a shaker, or you've made a maracas, or something like that. And it's... um. Yeah, it's, like, really cool how everything is is, is kind of implemented. And I feel like certain things to do with nursery and primary school should be implemented into adult life.
0: Yeah, as in the element of play or the element yeah. of just, like, bring some stuff together and change what it means. And
2: just mess around. Don't, don't think about getting things right. Like, just... Yeah. Just enjoy existing how you want to exist. I think that was a great part about being young and then not necessarily know about like the outside world. Like mm-hmm. you didn't know whether anything was wrong or right until people started telling Tell you, you yeah. oh that ain't that ain't good. Like mm-hmm. that photo on the fridge what is it? But <laughs> no one's going to tell you it ain't good because we love you expressing yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So
0: I remember my uncle saying that like one of his artist friends came around and spoke about one of his like children's paintings that was on the wall. And yeah. Like, Amazing eye for colour, and he was like, <laughs> I mean, it's terrible. You, you got to gas, gas them up. Though. You, you, yeah.
2: yeah. You got to gas them up though, like <laughs> yeah. really and truly, because it all starts somewhere. It might might be a mess. It might be two colors across each other, one one eye is bigger than the other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that you're you're blossoming into it's something. It's not a Picasso, but there's yeah. something there. There's there something tried. there. Just keep at it. You know. Yeah. Do you
0: are you good at dealing with like shrugging off whether people like or don't like what you've made? Do you, are you sensitive about that? Mm.
2: There there was a time where I was very reluctant to share what I did, what I do, what, yeah. I'm, what I'm interested in. And I guess I was coming from a place of maybe, well, definitely coming from a place of insecurity stemming from whatever. Um, but just also just not the feeling of having it to a standard that you might hear elsewhere. Mm. You know, when you listen to things on the radio or on a CD or MP3, whatever, I just like, Oh, that sounds so nice. It sounds so clean. And, glossy like I can't be sending out my beats and my mixes and it doesn't sound to a standard it's not a consistent level it's x y and z so that that really did affect me um, in the early stages but this is why it was important for people like Nadia and my good friend Keisha as well um, to just say it's good it's good. It's a yeah. work in progress. Keisha is she an artist as well? She's not an artist. She can bar though. She probably, <laughs> she's gonna listen to this and be like, "Why she are you? Be. Yeah, why are you baiting me out for bam, whatever, whatever?" <laughs> but um, yeah, like she she's a music enthusiast and she she just loves everything that people have told her not to like. Right. So she's always gone against the grain, and yeah. that's why I absolutely adore her because. Um, even though we've all had our battles and she's had her battles that she's always said, well, I'm going to dress the way I'm going to dress X, Y, and Z. Mm. And um, yeah, um, I'm hoping that moving forward, she'll start realizing that a bit more so that it's just like, you're not only are you an inspiration to yourself, but you're an inspiration to other people. Cause you just enjoy being yourself even on the days when it's hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Keisha, she's, she's an amazing hairstylist. Like she does my locks. Yeah. She does Nadia's hair. She recently done a few people's hair for London Fashion Week. She's worked on photo shoots and stuff like that. She's just a visionary. She is a visionary, absolutely, and she's just she's an integral part of um, our support su- support system as well. Like she's she's always said that she's our biggest fans. Yeah. Individually and collectively. And yeah, she's always there, supporting people and making them feel good about themselves. So she she deserves every good thing that gets projected into yeah. her life as well. So, and do you do you always just do you have a specific way that you do work, or do you just change it every time? Yeah, there's, there's certain fundamentals I always um, incorporate when I'm making a track. But as of recently, I've been um, finding new ways to figure out my workflow. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I might start with a melody. Sometimes I might just come up with a drum pattern and then figure out different melodies on top of it, and then and solidify which one I actually want to go forward with. I've kind of started embracing the ideas of just having loops and then sending it out, send it to Nadia, for example. Yeah, um, she should be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, survive, whatever, whatever." Do you call <clears throat> each other out if you're not really vibing something? Like, will she um, be like,
0: "Don't know about this one, Pam's." <laughs> or you generally Um, generally like each other's
2: stuff no we we generally like each other's stuff yeah i think there's only been one time where i might have where we where each of us um have said um maybe that can be less strings in that section or if she's done a feature verse or something i'm like oh you know what it's not your best feature verse but then again it it works for the song that it is yeah i'm saying I'm just so focused on getting my own space, and yeah. then people can come through whenever yeah. they want, and I'll be making music all the time. Yeah, and let's stuff talk about like that. that, like
0: space, a bit more because we spoke about it a bit at the start in terms of the gender conversation and how you start to address that and the imbalance in music. Cause, like, what's your what's your ambition with it, and it would it be a kind of pos, Like, would you go, proactively try and look for people who? You knew maybe we we're a minority in other spaces.
2: Yeah, i i would I would definitely put my right foot forward to ensure people who are of a min- minority group know that my studio and my space exists. And sometimes, if you know you're in a better position, yeah, like I, I aim to be a be in a p- better position for myself. But it won't, it won't just be for myself. If I know I've got the space. I can run a session today. I don't have to charge this person. yeah, that could be the difference between them not having any money this week to next week getting a booking yeah or or being on the radio, yeah, or getting their track playlisted and stuff like that like that is the difference. so i I think that's so
0: important, and yeah. so, it's like, so powerful because it's like female artists is something like it's like 20 percent. female producers is really? like two percent. What? Like shit, you know. There was a, there was a survey done a while ago by like Universal or something and they looked and it was it was that extreme. And it's I was crazy. like, well it's not really that surprising then that there's not the same amount of artists because they're probably not it just spans out from there. Yeah. Like, who do you have They probably just don't with? know who's
2: who's out there. Yeah. They probably they probably don't even know who exists. And you know what, there's there's probably a lot of, of women who might not even be online because they're they're literally scared. Yeah they're so fearful of putting themselves out there um, and of what people might see. Like they they're just not comfortable. It's not, they're not that kind of artist. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. We mentioned this actually, because I was having a conversation with someone, with a guy on a timeline yesterday and, um, what he was saying in the tweet just wasn't correlating so i asked like how, how does this correlate like <laughs>
0: yeah, this <laughs> you know that like, chain of thought doesn't make sense yeah
2: it, it didn't make sense so i um i think it was surrounding the topic of i see a lot of women complaining about it being a male dominated industry right and then he went on to say that but Which already, then already you feel a bit nervous when it's a guy saying right <laughs> okay, go on already yeah you're already thinking what and then he went on to say but you're always rapping about your private bits so I asked him what's the correlation I'm yeah. still a bit baffled yeah. <laughs> we did have like a little back little back exchange. and forth yeah it wasn't Um, it wasn't a rude back and forth it, yeah. was, it was It was literally just kind of like Genuinely opening up the floor understand. yeah understand Um, what he meant by that and I've recently the past couple of months especially we have myself and Nadia I have been spending time on social media reiterating the fact that no matter what women talk about in their music, it shouldn't invalidate the fact that they're allowed to make music. <laughs> yeah. it really and truly is as simple as that. And he 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 also said, "Well, I mean, besides the fact that it's not true, but it is yes. not outside the fact." <laughs> oh, that it's... it's so baffling! Like, oh, I was just yeah. Was someone see? really, I
0: can't remember who it was. But someone quite famously got into trouble over it because someone was he was on a radio show and someone asked him. A question that I'll ask you in a sec as well. Yeah, who who are you enjoying right now, artist-wise? And he listed a load of rappers, and and then they were like, "What about females?" And he was
2: mm. like, eh, females? Who was that? Who was it?" Oh my god! It's very I might even it's
0: insert. Very the clip. familiar. It's someone really well known. Um, and he was, wow. and his reasoning behind it, he was like, "Eh, they're just kind of talking about like sex and stuff, and it's just not really that interesting to me." And it was like. Yeah, they, them, all of them. Jermaine Dupree? Was it Jermaine Jemaine Dupri? Yes, yes, yes Jermaine Dupree. It was. Other
2: female rappers. Do you have a favorite right now in the rap game? Cardi B, Megan Stallion. Oh. out to you? Well, I can't really say. <laughs> Not <like RDB> <laughs> I have a Cardi B fan? No, but you know the reason why I can't say is because I feel like they all rapping about the same thing. You know?
0: But it was also concerning that. Because when people say those kind of opinions, obviously it's like a bit offensive because it's just a bit silly. But what's more concerning <laughs> is the fact that they had that opinion in the first place. And yeah. they're the voice of probably quite a lot of people's opinions. So that's the conclusion they've reached.
2: But no, it was really shocking to hear it from Jermaine Dupri because he works closely with Mariah Carey and so on and so forth. Like, even if you're not directly saying, oh, this is my pussy and X, Y and Z, yeah. like, there are ways to create songs and you're still talking about sex. Mm. You're still talking about being, I don't know, just being mad behind closed doors and yeah. so on and so forth. And I just, I just don't understand why... The conversation is always centered around sex and women, but it's never a thing where it's like, "Oh, uh, man, then, Why? Why are you always talking about your dicks for? Yeah. Yeah. Why are you always talking about fucking Favorite bitches? Topic of conversation. <laughs> like, really and truly, do man? Do 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 male artists not sometimes feel silly when they say, "I met a bitch in the club. I'm gonna spend money on her, and then fuck her," and it's like brother that's a cash loss like <laughs> you know what I mean that's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. it's a cash loss you're saying I'm gonna go to yeah, the club yeah, yeah. and spend I'll money on you and, I kind of you're, love- <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and it's but if we dare say All right, cool, I cool I met I met this I met this dog in the club and you know he was fine. like Paid him some money. <laughs> yeah, paid him some money. It's like, a good time. oh yeah. Why are you doing that for? Why? Oh, yeah. I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Yes, yeah. it's, it's 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 a very mind boggling discussion. <laughs> yeah, like, it's
0: mind. But you're saying so, it's mind boggling on so many levels. Because. Mm. It just doesn't matter, really. Like the, 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 to simplify it, doesn't matter. It's human experience that's spoken
2: about in music, really and truly. Like, let's, let's actually boil it down to the fact that as human beings, we're going to have sex. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Firstly, and secondly, we are in these bodies that allow us to experience such things as, as. Much as any other, you know, just because just because he's not a conscious rapper or she's not a conscious rapper. It doesn't mean then that they shouldn't be allowed to rap just because he much rather prefer to rap over trap beats as opposed to boom bap or, you know, some proper old school hip hop rhythms. It doesn't mean he uh, um, she or or he is, is allowed um is disallowed to have freedom of speech. Yeah. It's a creative outlet and I, I every time I meet people and some people actually ask me like, you know, how do you how do you get into doing things you really want to do? Really and truly, I don't have the answer, but I keep going back to the point of just saying more than anything, art is freedom of expression before it is a a cash cow mm. or a, you know, um somewhere to gain an income. Yeah. Like it really should be about bringing yourself into what you do whether you're a painter a fashion designer graphic designer photographer videographer musician actor actress so on and so forth like it's about how you express yourself in those creative roles and um it was
0: it was and if you and if you want to talk about sex all the time because sex on your mind all the time that's absolutely you're right
2: Literally, like for all the people that do live paintings, and they yeah. they someone offers to stand there naked whilst other people paint. That like, good for you, yeah. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. You are you are so okay with yourself painting another person's body. Yeah. And vice versa, you know what I'm saying. The same way you should be on a track, and you're okay to talk about how voluptuous you are, how much you love your tees, how much your ass gets so yeah. much attention. And if you're a
0: person <laughs> going out there and saying that and talking about that, then someone else will listening will be like, "Oh yeah, same for me." And uh, other people start to relate. But as long as, whilst you're to your point about being a conscious rapper, like if you're listening and you'd actually be doing a really good job just doing like dirty club tracks that are mm. fun and that are mm. just like. But you're thinking, oh, but that's not like, that's not cool. Or that's not what I should be focusing on right mm. now. So I'm going to try and write a t- conscious music. But it's actually not authentic to you. And it starts to become really, and it just is a watered down version of that.
2: Yeah. See, this was actually part of the discussion I was having on Twitter yesterday. Um, he went on to ask, are these women creating the music because they want to? Or is it because they're doing it because they have to? And I had to explain that. Yes, there are going to be some people who are a bit more... um, How how do I explain it? They're a bit more... Uh, easily manipulated, right? It's a bit yeah, less attached to yeah. necessarily their voice. Yeah. yeah, so they know they 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 know that they might want to do music for re- for whatever reason. It could be fame, it could be fortune. it Some could people be, might be more into
0: performing yeah. than writing or other elements. of the Exactly, process. So they might be less bothered by what they're actually what they're actually talking about. Talking about. Like, like, yeah, that's catchy,
2: and I can dance to it. So let's go. There are some people like that. Good for you. Yeah, totally. Fine. The same way. I know what I'm writing about. I know how I want to beat the sound. Mm-hmm. I know how I want to mix the sound. I even know what the the musical direction should be when I'm performing on stage. Mm-hmm. I know who I want my uh to be um my guitarist to be and drummer and so on and so forth. Like Really and truly, there are progressive women in music who absolutely know what they want. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, let's not forget that they want creative direction over all those elements. Yeah, they want it to be. Yeah, sure. and that is totally either way it goes, it's all right. What isn't all right is feeling like women are doing it to exploit themselves and then a year later, they're going to change the tune because now they've got a fan base. Yeah. And it's like, no, but you know what? Legally, like, they
0: are allowed to evolve and a year later exactly, you want to do something totally exactly, different. Exactly, that,
2: that was even going to be my next point. Like, it went from Snoop Dogg, like, fucking bitches... <laughs> Snoop Lion and, uh, Yeah Snoop Lion now He's reincarnated And he's a roster And no one looks at him differently Yeah Do you know what I'm saying But if someone ever stops If a woman ever stops Hoeing around And making quotation mark hoe yeah. music Oh why are you trying to be wholesome for now yeah, <laughs> We know who you are You like. know who you are Like you was You was on the black the other day You know X, Y and Z And it's like nah That ain't cool man Yeah like, and they be like I'm not into it no People are allowed to evolve You know what I'm saying it, it's it's at, ugh, long it's story part short, of story it is even. okay. <laughs> it's okay to exist how you just want to fucking exist. Do you. Just do what you want to do. It'll be more but interesting than. It really would. Like yeah. the fact that this even has to be a debate when you're a woman in music is long. You can never just make the music you want to make and say, here's my track, listen to it. It's always got to be a political statement. It's always got to be a statement of feminism or womanism. And it's like. Why? But that's <laughs> almost like... That, but that has been true, though, even of, like, the
0: sing- singles that have blown up and got successful and artists have had mm. a lot of marketing around them. Mm. It's been because they've been prepared to do those things, like, be like, OK, this is my protest song and I'm going to do this around it. Mm-hmm. And this is my almost being more... I don't know, like, not, not necessarily pared down because not everyone's pared down, but yeah. I think there's been less understanding or emphasis mm. from the music industry... On females particularly, artists mm. and musicians who don't fit certain boxes. like
2: Yeah. I would equally listen to Meg The Stallion and Rico Nasty the same way I would listen to um, Hayley from Paramore mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so not what I thought you were going to say that. Exactly. But good old Paramore. Oh, yeah, I love that. Yeah. She's got great voice. Yeah. Shout shout out Keisha She li- she listens to she used to listen to Paramore all the time. But I she just even- remember
0: that music video where they like she like tears the hair at the yeah yeah the
2: yeah yeah. yeah yeah exactly. It's, it, music is a spectrum. Like yeah. one day you'll be in the mood to you know why don't you be in the mood to back then and would go to the club and find someone and be like hey you pay for my drink tonight and all of that someone
0: the other day was like your music's really basic I was like okay I was playing like ready to blow <laughs> I was like well I like this song yeah sometimes my music is basic depends on my mood really and truly what is, but what even is that <laughs> What is that like, what is that even my music basic like, yeah,
2: okay, I'm playing the music, but there's a song out there I like it it's it's really as simple that is black and white. Here's a song I like it, yes, yeah. let's, let's go forward with it Move I, on. it's a it's a whole spectrum, you know what I mean, you can't just. You can't just say, "Oh, just because you like someone, you can't like someone else." Like, even that notion is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I can't listen to Meg and then listen to Lauren Hill, or you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And and Pick also, a side. God. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Try to be so versatile. Yeah. When you're listening. like like there was in Do What that thing, Lauren yeah. Hill. Yeah, she's talking about how. You know, basically, women shouldn't be getting their nails done and fake hair. And I did kind of listen to the tune and be like, "Oh, like that's a that's a bit sad." Like, is she
0: say, Is that what she saying? No,
2: not. It's like you get hair by um hair like Europeans, fake nails by Koreans or something like that. Right. She's you know saying, I'm saying? Like
0: if you sort of act or dress that way, you'll get
2: yeah. Like, um, I mean, I could be taking it out of context as well, but it it kind of did kind of spark like. A thought in my mind like oh like what does she mean Lauren, by that let them do their nails yeah <laughs> but I love Lauren equally because she's a groundbreaking and breaking artist yeah and also that was probably also a bit of a rebellion against maybe what she was immediately yeah at the time. the time yeah 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 because it did come out in the 90s and all of that stuff and yeah. you know I think Women were really getting into being themselves in the yeah. '90s as well, just down to fashion, creating um, and being creative and so on and so forth. Like they were, they were expanding on who they want to be as beings and uh, collectively, yeah, as well. The slightly mental thing is, I think you look at that period of time. Then what happened?
0: It was like there was this good energy, and then almost like a, a gap of yeah, time. And yeah. now I feel like the energy is coming back again. Yeah, um, or maybe that's just my age, or like of just kind of not being so aware. But it did feel like, particularly for women, in maybe like, rap,
2: that was a maybe it just got really, maybe it simply just got lost because uh, I think we was, we was just stepping into the digital era, mm. and more information was coming out rapidly. Yeah, true. Whereas before when we had limited ways of um getting things out there it might be word of mouth it might be a newspaper it might be a poster, so on and so forth it's not just at like instantaneously like looking on the internet yeah. or as a tweet and it's like there's a new artist out now so it probably just got lost in translation I about that as being like the part of the impact that yeah
0: change artists who are you enjoying right now who are your big inspirations
2: um i love Rico nasty I love Meg. Um
0: Do you listen to a lot of American music as well as British music? And um, any other African music, Jamaican music?
2: Oh, sometimes I just listen to music and I don't even think about it, you, you know? know? Like it's just like, oh you're listening to this and it's a vibe and you, you, you kind of forget about it. But um I'm really feeling Kei new album.
0: Okay, I don't Oh, K. Chinada. yeah, yeah, Andy yeah, yeah.
2: Um, his new album, Baba, like I, I played that repeatedly. A lot. Um, it's his Boiler Room has got like ten million views. Or something. He, he's crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. Like he's 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 frigging amazing. Yeah. Um. So there's he's got a song with T.J. Moses on there. I Love TJ Rose's from Complex Simplicity. Mm-hmm. Like that album reminds me of me and my mum, like driving down the motorway and stuff like that. But every song on that album was amazing, and her voice is just surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamila Barry, Large Up My Babes, Jamila Barry. Jamila Barry. We've got a playlist, so we'll like add some of the artists, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Jamila Barry is definitely one to watch. Um, Tiana Major Nine from the East Side, um. I like Boosie from South Africa, so Boosie, Black Coffee, Black Motion, Slow the Song. Do you have people that you're like they're the greatest? The go. Missy Elliott. Missy, yeah. yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah. I'm manifesting that me and Missy link up in the next twelve to 16, 18 months. You have to write it down. Yeah, I already. You already know it's written down. Yeah, <laughs> it's already written down. If I haven't written it down, my mum has written it down somewhere because my mum knows that when I link up with Missy Elliot, it's, it's going to be crazy. Seriously. Um, also, like Yeba as well. Have you heard of Yeba? No. Her voice is. How do you spell Yeba? Do you know? Um, Y E double B A. Okay. So I've been listening to Robert Glasper's recent album. It's called Fuck Your Feelings. Mm -hmm. And that album in itself is pretty self-explanatory. But he's got a whole spectrum of artists on that album. But one tune in particular is actually called Fuck Your Feelings. And she's featuring on it. And her voice is just... It's like butter. It's like butter. (laughs) It's silky smooth. And she's just saying some things. Like, <laughs> she's just saying some things. Like, yeah, um, she's she's really cool as well. And yeah, like I, I guess because my favorite genre of music is like electronic and dance music. I don't always know the artists. I just know it's just, yeah. It just sounds great. It yeah, gets yeah, me yeah. going. I like That's that. Why this I is love percussive. Spotify, you can just like yeah, it exactly kind of platforms. so So. I mean, I just Shazam. listening. So when I listen to mixes, I'm like,
0: actually Shazam, yeah, always Shazam. Or Shazam or it. Ch- it doesn't Chac- always, it doesn't, always
2: doesn't always come up. I know. Yeah, a sad part. or it
0: comes up with something, and you're
2: like, no. There's well, it's one te- I... techno tune. Like, <laughs> it's not that. I'm not against techno, but that's not what I'm trying to find that's right now, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to listen to techno right now. Maybe in a couple hours once I find this tune. <laughs> um, I love Katie B as well. Katie B, oh, yeah. She uh, she is like one of my my biggest inspirations in dance music because I guess when I was 14 I forgot to mention earlier that I also left school early I left school at 15 as opposed to 16 and then in that gap there I kind of did homeschooling and when I was doing the homeschooling I would listen to Rinse FM Mm -hmm. and um, my brother used used to go to all the Funky House raves in Brixton and East London and so on and so forth and he used to bring back the mixed CDs and it would feature tunes from KTB and Princess Naya, and all all of these amazing vocalists. And Keb stuck out for me. She had the tune um, with Genius um, called As I Do, or Mm -hmm. As I. And the beat itself was just like, whoa. (laughs) This this beat doesn't even make sense, firstly, but it makes total sense. It didn't sound like a standard... 4-4 four, four funky house yeah, beat yeah. until it drops and it's like oh my god this <laughs> tune is epic then her vocals were just amazing that's and from that point that's what I feel like about Katie B is like she's very timeless
0: yeah but you, you can't not timeless in the sense that I'm like oh it's just an absolute classic yeah it just feels like it could be released at a, any longer sort of 10 yeah. year period of time 15 year even yeah it could have been before and could have come after it just is its own little bracket
2: of music and that in itself without Actually understanding At the time It made sense to me Because yeah. like, I, I listen to that tune nowadays Like how I heard it 10 years ago Like when I was in school When I left school early When I went to college And so on and so forth I'm listening to all these DJ sets And it's like wow like there's certain tunes, if I hear it, I will just spontaneously combust. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's just. It's having it's just, a moment. Yeah, having a moment. Like, it's so amazing. And then listening to her her albums, like along the line, when um, she linked up with people like Magnetic Man and stuff like that, and getting into the dubstep era. And then she did the tune with Miss Dynamite, Lights On. Yeah. That became, that was like a mainstream, funky house sure tune. To that quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. but it's a banger. <laughs> and a bang it's like. Up yeah like she's so consistent and she's so lovely as well great songwriting and she her music has played like a massive part in uh how how i'm how i'm inspired to like create my music as well and just generally just a, uh someone to look up to in terms of like a music career especially yeah. coming from from london And um, what about where can people find you and follow you what are your favorite <laughs> channels of communication my favorite my favorite social media platform at the moment is instagram like I'm I'm on I'm on Twitter as well but uh, because I'm like What's a visual Do you have the visual have on everything yeah so on my Instagram is bamz.dmg on my Twitter is a-t-b-a-m-z. Mm-hmm. on SoundCloud it's the same as my Twitter yeah and then on Facebook I've got Yeah, I've got a Facebook page as well so you just type in facebook.com it's bam's got bangers and it will lead you to my Facebook Fats. page ah <laughs> fets, dead ass. <laughs> yeah so yeah that's that's mainly me on social media yeah 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 thank you thanks so much for coming oh, on thank you for having a me great chat it
0: was really we went nice. deep yeah we did we did we did, we did. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that it's over so I quickly I know okay. <laughs> um, thank you everyone for listening uh, if you enjoyed the show it'd be great if you can rate subscribe do all that kind of stuff um, we also have a playlist on Spotify which I mentioned a couple of times which is also called hot girls where we'll be adding recommends from the guests and just interesting artists that we think are good just so you can start to listen to more females thank you very much have a great
2: week day whatever <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs>